Legally Blonde, Suits, My Cousin Vinny. All badass lawyers, all different. Which begs the question, what type of lawyer do you want to be? Don't waste another second thinking, ugh, I don't even know what types of lawyers there are. Trust us, we've been there. Let's put a stop to that once and for all. Go take the 90-second quiz from new lawyer now what coach Angela Vorpal to give yourself a clear picture of the best fit type law for you. Go to www.whattypeoflawyerquiz.com and take the quiz today. Once you've taken the quiz, send us a DM on Instagram to let us know what type of lawyer you got. We can't wait to hear. Welcome back to Ladies Who Law School podcast. I'm Sam. And I'm Haley. And this week's episode is brought to you by Barcast Audio. So Barcast Audio is a audio platform with podcast-like lessons on the seven MB subjects. Now, us as 3Ls, we're preparing for the bar, so we're taking bar studies, which is a class where we kind of go into detail on certain subjects that are going to be on the bar, aka the MB subjects. So we are really looking forward to using Barcast with our bar study schedule. And honestly, we've used the evidence and the con law uh, packages before, and we love them for exam prep. So we think that this is an awesome thing that you guys should look into because it's very helpful just to listen to things on the go, in your car, in the shower, literally walking your dog. Anytime you can get that extra study. Oh yeah, guys. So make sure and use code ladies, L-A-D-I-E-S at barcastaudio.com to get 10% off your MBE pack or 10% off your first subject that you use with Barcast Audio. Alrighty, guys. So a long time ago, back during 1L, was it? Yep. During 1L, which is like forever ago, spring of 1L during COVID, we recorded an episode about legal fashion. And you know what? Fashion changes really quickly. And all, it's true. <laughs> Haley's like laughing. Also, we only have one mic right now because one of our mics like busted. So we're working on that, guys. Yeah. So if you hear Haley in the back or me in the back like giggling, it's because we're a little bit farther away yeah. from each other. But also we're very close <laughs> at the same time. So I just want you to picture that. Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. And we changed too, right? My fashion has changed and evolved and matured and gotten... I feel like I've gotten a little bit more adventurous with Mm -hmm. what I've been wearing. It's probably because I'm friends with Haley and (laughs) she's very fashionable, which is like she's going to run this episode. So that's why I'm kind of like giving a little preview. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so we figured we'd revamp the episode give you guys our updated deets on what we think legal fashion should be like and how to find your voice. And yeah, just answer a few questions. Absolutely. So like Samantha said, this is a revamp back when we were first getting the podcast off the ground. Our seventh episode, it's 
crazy because we're on like 81 right now was about fashion and the title was please don't wear jeans to court. So whenever you think about that, you know, at that point in our life, we were thinking very courtroom, very beginning of 1L civil procedure, like being litigators. And obviously when you go to court, guys, you have to wear a suit. At this point in our legal career, that's a duh. Yeah, and it still holds up. Like, please don't wear jeans to court. Like, if you do that, you might get disbarred if you're a lawyer. Like, I genuinely don't know, like, why you would do that unless it's, like, an emergency. And, like, you've already called and, like, told them you're going to be in jeans. Like, I don't even know. But, yeah, so let's get into it. All right. So from the first original fashion episode. We talked a lot about Amal Clooney. And just recently we asked you guys, you know, who do you want to see more of? Who are different lady lawyers or just women in general that are leaders out there that we want to talk more about? And Amal Clooney was one of them. So I just found that almost like literally perfect timing a year and a half later that she just brought right back up. And she's so damn fashionable, you guys. And as I was looking for pictures of her, She lives in New York City, and she's a human rights lawyer, which is just like the pinnacle of what I would love to do. And she does a lot of, not necessarily courtroom stuff, right? She talks a lot about human rights. And a lot of the photos of her were her speaking. And when you think about that, what you're going to wear when you're speaking in front of a group of people, that's a pretty, you know big outfit choice, I would say. And right before this episode, me and Samantha were talking about, you know, why some people wear pink houndstooth blazers and jeans versus they have not the confidence to wear that at all, you know? And I'm just here to tell you guys that when you put on that outfit and you look good and you feel good, that's all that matters. And wearing a pink houndstooth blazer might not be it, right? But you have to get to a point as a lady lawyer, where you can slip on a black blazer and a pair of jeans and a good pair of flats, whatever type of shoe flat that you like, and you can go. Because even if you're not in the courtroom all the time, you're, I mean, as a lawyer, you're not going to be in the courtroom all the time, even if you're a litigator, you have to have that professional throw on look. And we're going to talk a little bit about a capsule wardrobe here. And that is something that is there, a black blazer. Absolutely. But also a good pair of jeans with no holes that aren't super skinny and aren't super tight. I mean, super skinny or tight. That's the same thing, right? Not super loose or with holes. And you want it to fit your body well. And I think that is the hardest part of fashion because that's where your confidence comes from, fitting your body well. And so many of us get, you know, bogged down in the number of the size or the price or different things like that. But whenever you try on something and you look really good in it, you want to buy it, you know, you want to wear it immediately. And that's always when I know that I bought something good. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think confidence is definitely something that you build up as you become a lawyer and throughout your career. Like I can definitely tell, like I said before, my fashion sense has gotten more confident and mature at the same time as I've, you know, gone through this journey and kind of been exposed to what people wear. But I always find trouble, and this is why, like, you know, love Haley, is, like, just wearing stuff to a normal day at work. You know, when I know I'm not going to court, I don't have, like, a deposition, like, nothing. It's just going to be chill, but I still want to look professional. But I don't want to wear a suit, you know? And that is the stuff where I'm like, oh, 
what do I wear? I, I always feel like I'm running out of ideas, wearing the same thing over and over again. I don't, you know, I also know I can't go shopping all the time. I don't have the money to, as a student to just, you know, drop hundreds of dollars on clothes. And also I know that I'm the kind of person that I don't want like fast fashion. I don't want to shop at Forever 21 H&M for various reasons, personal reasons. And, you know, there's all stuff. And I prefer like J. Crew, but I can't afford J. Crew all the time. So what do I do, Haley? Because I just like, that's, and I feel like a lot of you probably have the same issue. Absolutely. I mean, and we've gotten asked the questions of like, guys, you're showing all this cute stuff, but it's like way too expensive. And I want to go ahead and preface, like when we first did the fashion legal staples post with uh, Lady Lawyer Gang, I picked a lot of pieces that I aspire to have that I want to kind of recreate because there, I think number one thing is you look at these certain brands, whether it be Chanel, you know, we talked about the tweed suit. Obviously none of us can afford that. First off, that was vintage, the Olivia Rodrigo. So it doesn't even exist, right? So how do I recreate that look? And first stop is tweed. There's so many different tweed pieces out there. You look for different pieces like that. But going back to your question of like, what do I wear to work when I don't want to wear a suit? And also like, that's not the move, you know, you want to feel comfortable. You want to look good. You want to also feel good. I think the most important thing of a capsule wardrobe is your color base. So you want to start small. And while, yes, we don't all have the money to go out there and buy this Veronica Beard, perfect black blazer that will last you the rest of your life. Maybe you do spend the $200. Veronica Beer Blazer is probably like 800 bucks. Okay. So you do go spend $200 at J. Crew and get that navy blazer. Okay. But your next few blazers that you buy, because I definitely think the trend now is a nice shell underneath some jeans or a nice pair of pants that don't necessarily match directly. Whenever you think of guys and what they wear, um, in court and outside, you see them in a suit, which is a matching two piece, but you also see them in a jacket with unmatching pants, right? As women, we can easily recreate that. So, but we even have cooler blazers when you think about it. So we have a blazer, you know, maybe it's a houndstooth, maybe it's a, a black window pane and you just pair it with a pair of black jeans or a pair of I know that you have those nice camel pants. I'm thinking that. I like the black with the camel. That's a nice contrast. And all you do is wear a white tank top underneath, right? That's easy. I think the best thing you can do is go to Target. I know we always rave about Target, but a place like Target, a place um, like Macy's, you know, even Dillard's when they're having sales, and you just get a bunch of basic tees, things that look good when you tuck them in, right? That's a big point because it's really nice. A lot of our dress pants show our waist a lot. And as women, we want to insinuate that, you know, that you have a waist. I know that's something that I have a very short torso, so insinuating my waist can be very difficult and everything's really high-waisted on me. So I like to have shirts that can tuck in. Um, And maybe some of you have longer torsos, you just need some longer tees. Wherever you buy them, get a bunch. Get a gray, black, that's the capsule wardrobe. White, you want to have those colors. And as you go and you look for stuff, certain tops to go with your pants and things like that. You always stick to those basic colors, black, white, gray, and a camel brown color like that. 
And whenever Samantha talks about venturing out and, you know, being a little different, I think she's very like, okay, Haley, I do that. I, I stick with the basic colors. But then once you have that part of your wardrobe, you move on to adding the bit of color that makes you feel the most excited to put it on. I know I'm a very jewel tone girl. I love jewel tones. So jewel tones go well with white. Jewel tones go well with camel. So those are the types of pieces that I incorporate into my wardrobe with a blazer or with the camel pants, a different top and things like that. And you just take it down a level. You don't necessarily have the matching two-piece suit, but you use those pieces and incorporate it in different parts of your wardrobe. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that was a very well uh, thought out answer, guys. So you better have listened to that. You can go go back maybe two minutes when it started and listen to it again because it was really good. Um, So I guess on the next topic, now that we know like how to get a capsule wardrobe... How far can you push it, you know, in the legal world with your fashion? Like, can I be wearing bright pink? You know, I, I would like to, but is can do we see it out there? Tell us, Haley. That's such a good question because there's a part of me that's like, yes, absolutely. But even me as the confident, quote, fashionable person that I am, I still get nervous, right? And just um, our last my first little client lunch, I wore this teal dress and a white blazer. And I thought, you know, is this too much, right? It's kind of like what you're saying, like, oh, can I wear a pink suit to court, you know? And I did it. No one said anything. And I felt okay. And I felt good. And it made me happy at the end of the day. So I take that as like a step in the right direction. I think sometimes we wear outfits and we're nervous, or maybe we want people to tell us that we look good. But if so long as no one tells you that you need to change or that it's absolutely horrifying, then I think you're doing something right. If you walk out of there and you're like, you know what? I do like my outfit. Your confidence kind of shifts, you know? I understand being nervous and being a little hesitant to wear something that maybe you haven't seen before because there's so many, as as women especially, you know, we're like, oh, I've never, I love to see people like me out there. But we're also young and we are adventurous and that's just part of who we are going to have to be as we grow up in this legal field. And just know that when you wear that outfit, when you wear that pink suit, when you wear that red suit, when you wear that teal dress with a white blazer, someone sees your outfit and is like, damn, I'm going to try something a little more next time because I like that. So you're giving the women out there next to you in court with you at your firm at your law school, the confidence that they also need to wear the outfit. That was really good. Claps to that. (laughs) It's so true. I think confidence is just key. And I think Mm -hmm. confidence is also like you can dress your body, right, in certain ways. And how do you figure out what looks good on you? Like, you know, I've Googled before, like, the shape of my body and, like, what looks good on me. But, you know, how, how do you just tell us more about that? Okay, so back in my good old days when I was a shopper for a job, we literally had training on how to dress body types. So I want you to know that it's not like something that you could just sit down and be like, yeah, I totally get this. Now I'm going to go out here and know exactly how to do this. No, 
And that's kind of what I was referencing with the waist part. So, you know, you can Google though, all the different types of body shapes and you can look at your body and you can kind of be like, Hmm, yeah, I'm, I'm this, maybe it was a little mix of this, you know, or when my weight shifts, I'm a little bit more pear versus this. Right. Um, I know that was something that we had talked about, right. Also with people that anyways, so when you think about your body type, you want to make the hourglass shape regardless of your body type. So I am a little bit more round, more like apple, whatever they call it like that. So for me, my hardest part is making my waist, going back to what I said earlier. So with that being said, tops that really insinuate my shoulders, wearing flared pants, wearing a belt insinuates my waist. If you're a pear shape, meaning that you're heavier on the bottom, lighter up top, or maybe you're a triangle, you're heavier up top, lighter on bottom, you're going to want to less insinuate the top, the part of your body that's larger and make the opposite part of your body more prominent by what you put on. So kind of like balancing it out. Absolutely. Okay. So in, for us, you know, too, we think of... Um, we're going back to blazers, right? Blazer jean, blazer skinny pant, tailored pant, things like that. It's going to be a little difficult when you think about it, especially if you're uh, if you're a pear shape, it kind of works out perfect. You could get a little shoulder pad. But if you're more of a triangle shape or like me, who's a little bit more round, you really have to focus on um, just different things that look good on you. And you have to try different things. And sometimes you will pick up super cute stuff the store guys I just want you all to know this I think this happens for every body type whether you're a size 2 or you're a size 16 you're gonna put on something and you're like damn that was way cuter on the hanger than it is on me and that's okay guys and like your friend or the next girl in the room next door might put it on and you're like hell yeah that looks good but you're just learning that different types of things look good on your body even people with the same body type it just depends so I know that's what sucks about shopping online But I also tell Samantha about shopping online, you know, get a size bigger. You can also take it into your tailor and have them put darts in the back of a pair of pants or pull in the back of a blazer a little bit and uh, put some rouging in there to have it have more of a womanly figure. That's another thing, guys. Whenever you are have a very square body type, meaning that you don't have a lot of curves, you don't want to wear something really big and boxy. You know, you're going to then want to insinuate the curves that you have or make basically look like you have some sort of hourglass figure. And I also want to say that um, we're not just trying to talk about women and like making them look a certain way, but I understand confidence comes from dressing good for your body type. So just wanted to say that as I was talking about, I was thinking, I hope people don't think we're like making women out to be objects, right? <laughs> but it's very important like we said, in this profession to be confident in what you're wearing. So all these different body types, we can talk more, you know, you can always message us and I can give you some little tips, you know, different things that I learned, or you can always just Google it, I'm sure, and read some articles. But like I told Samantha, that you're going to have to do a little bit of research. It's not just going to be like one article and you're good to go. And I think it's been especially hard with COVID um, during law school. You know, we can't go for a lot of places, you can try on stuff at the store and stuff like that. You know, like we couldn't really go shopping. It was all online, like the online businesses boomed. So, I mean, how do you 
should I measure myself like to just to match their sizes for certain stores? If I can't go into the store, is that just what I have to do? Or do I like are, are sizes comparable? You know, act like I'm a newbie here. Okay, so I would definitely say measure your hips and measure your bust. Those two things are going to help you know a lot about when you're shopping online. So, you know, let's say, you know, your hips are a 41 and you're looking between two sizes and one of them says 42 or 40, you know, then you're going to know I want to get the 42 and then I'm going to get some darts in it maybe. Right. But also for the bust, you know, um, sometimes things don't talk about arm, armhole width, you know, and some of us have bigger arms than others or so on, or bigger shoulders, right? Broader shoulders. So sometimes you just can't always, the hips part is pretty easy to do. Pants, pretty easy to do. I would say for blazers and tops, you know, too, for women with bigger busts with buttons, like that's so freaking hard. So once you start to know, like I've shopped enough online that I know if I usually pick this size, it'll probably fit. There's no guarantee though, right? You know, and I think that you kind of have to be willing to have a little trial and error and patience when you're shopping online. But when you go in person, you know, sometimes they don't even have the damn size. So you just do have to wing it and you do just go with the medium versus the small and put some darts in it, you know, so, um, or get it tailored or things like that. Right. But there's no answer for online shopping other than, yeah, definitely measure yourself. I think that that's a good thing. And you can just go get a sewing measuring tape that is like nice and collapsible to a body. And you can, you know, quickly measure your hips and your bust and say, okay, a large will fit better than a medium, you know? We'll be right back. Hey guys, we want to take a moment to talk about something that has been a game changer for us busy lawyers, Audible. Yes, Audible has been our go-to platform for incredible audiobooks, offering an extensive library of thrillers, nonfiction, autobiographies, and mysteries. And guess what? We've got a special treat for you. Audible is offering a free trial to our listeners, and all you need to do is check the link in the show notes. It's the perfect opportunity to experience the magic of audiobooks without spending a dime. Speaking of thrillers, I know you're currently hooked on Never Lie by Frieda McFadden. Samantha, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. The twists and turns in Never Lie have kept me on the edge of my seat during the workday and even when I'm on my daily walks. It's like having a suspenseful companion wherever I go. And for those looking for some financial wisdom, I have been engrossed in My Money, My Way by Kamuku Love. It's packed with practical advice on managing finances, perfect for anyone trying to navigate the complexities of money management. What we love most is the flexibility Audible offers. As lawyers, our schedules can be unpredictable, but with Audible, we can enjoy our favorite books on the go, whether we're stuck in traffic, hitting the gym, or waiting for a court hearing. So if you're ready to embark on a literary journey and discover the joys of audiobooks, click the link in the show notes to start your free trial with Audible. Trust us, you won't want to miss out on this fantastic offer. So for those who want a more sustainable wardrobe or, you know, they don't want to spend money, mm-hmm. where are places that people can get quality items for little to no money? That's going to be hard, right? Because you're going to have to have a nice balance. I would say one of my 
favorite places is Banana Republic. It's very high end, not very high end. It's higher quality and they usually have sales so you can get good items for not sticker price. Also, the loft is a great option. They also have um, good options for not just suiting, but also the stuff we were talking about in between going to court and then, you know, what, what do I wear at his office? That kind of stuff they do have. I have also found another brand called Alex Marie. It's at Dillard's and it's a Dillard's brand. My parents actually hooked me on it and it's good price stuff. Same kind of quality as like banana and the loft, but it's a Dillard's made brand. And they have not only suits, but also just goods, like basic stuff, you know, some nicer shirts, but also stuff that I think one thing that I want to mention too about banana loft, the same brand, all their suiting items can be tossed in the washing machine. And I never understood that whenever I was a personal shopper, like, why do women care about that? (laughs) And then you grow up and you become a career woman and you realize, oh, it's because I have absolutely no freaking time and it's so much easier to just toss it in the wash. So that's a really great plus of those products there too. I mean, I know we talked a lot about Target last time. I had a Target suit that I wore literally so much. Um two summers ago. And it's, it's definitely has some wear and tear on it. It was also probably only like $75 total. So you're going to see the wear and tear of your product over time when it's a cheaper product. That doesn't mean that you don't need to get it or that it doesn't fit you perfect right then and that you need it. Okay. Like you can buy it. We're not all being able, like I said, to go out here and buy a Veronica beard blazer. Like we don't have that money. Hugo boss suit. We don't have that money, you know? But one day you will grow up and you'll transfer those pieces in your closet will go to someone else or whatever, right? But also on the sustainable side, there are so many options of like going on to the suit. What I'm about to say is once you get your Hugo Boss suit, you can then get rid of and have those other products go to another woman, right? So you can look at different places like Thread Up. Poshmark, Goodwill, Goodwill, thrifting, you know, depending on where you live, certain cities, like if you live in DC, Dallas, Houston, I'm just thinking of these different places, big cities, even New Orleans, I remember had a great thrifting market. So you can go in there and you can find, honestly, those are probably the best places to find great jeans, cool blazers, great shoes. And honestly, some tops that you might not ever have seen before. Basically anything you can probably find. But it's also going to be a mix and a match. It's going to be things that you're just in there looking and you're like, oh, I can see making an outfit with this. You know, and and same with Thread Up and same with Poshmark. I bought stuff from both of those places. And sometimes, you know, people might ask, well, what about the sizing and everything? Find the brands you love. Go on there and find the anthropology or whatever you like, loft, banana, so on and find the XLs and sort through those, you know, and buy a few products. And once again, if they don't fit, you can turn around and resell it. So I just want to keep that in everyone's mind. Like the ever evolving closet is something that we need to kind of keep in the forefront of our mind that as we grow and as we change our, our clothes evolve with us, you know, and with price point, with quality, with the colors that you wear, all of that also evolves. So with it being sustainable, it, it kind of just goes hand in hand. You can just ever evolve the closet and 
other, you know, your quote trash becomes another woman's treasure. All right. Last <laughs> question for you. Okay. What do I wear to class? It's probably one of the questions that we get the most about, you know, fashion is what do I wear to school? You know, do I have to wear a suit to school? Um, you know, wh- what should people wear? Yeah. So we definitely get asked a lot about dressing up. I want people to know that everyone's version of dressing up is different, right? Some people, when they hear dress up, they think wear a suit. Some people, when they hear dress up, they think don't wear their pajamas, right? So it can be a whole scale of things. I would say your best bet is to stick with athleisure options. If you really want to go out on a limb, you can wear some jeans maybe. But really... It's also up to you. If you feel more comfortable getting dressed every day and looking, you know, to the nines, then that's you and you do that, right? Also, some people, this might be your only time that you see other humans. So you want to dress up for them too. I get that. But don't feel like you have to do that. You know, I think it's all easy said and done on the first day of school, the second day of school. But whenever it's the seventh week of school and you're about to take your midterm, Like, you're just lucky to be there, right? So focus on schools first and dressing for confidence. It goes back to the same thing we've been saying this whole episode. You know, what makes you feel the best? How much time do you have on your hands? I think of, like, literally me specifically. One day I'll, like, look super cute. The next day I look like a troll. It happens because I'm just trying to... I'm hanging by a thread sometimes, you know? So I want you to know that even in schools where people are dressed up, Every day, it seems like, especially you guys are only in the second or third week of school. Some of you, your first. People are going to seem like they have their shit together and they're dressed up every day. It's going to change. So just hang in there. Also, if you're a 1L and you're on your campus and you see a bunch of people that are dressed up and you don't know them, they might just be older students who like have internships and stuff. Because, you know, I go to my internship in the mornings and then I go straight to campus. I just walk on over and I'm in my like, you know, business wear. So I don't, I always kind of feel uncomfy too because like everyone's so casual and then I'm like in my business wear. But a, a lot of 3Ls actually like have internships and stuff and they dress up more. So, don't feel weird either. Like if you have to do that, just putting that out there. Just be yourself guys and do what makes you happy. I mean, at the end of the day, that's the biggest piece of advice we can give you. Exactly. Do what makes you happy, wear what makes you confident and makes you feel good. You know, what looks good on somebody may not look good on you and vice versa, you know, and that's okay in some styles. I mean, the fashion is endless. You can really go so many different ways with fashion, but in the legal world, I mean, it's like, I feel like it's a sphere, right? A little Mm -hmm. ball that we can try to push out of, if that makes sense. Like I'm like visualizing it, but you know, there's not much to work with, but we can still make it cool. Yeah. So let's try to do that. Heck yeah. Awesome guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can reach out to us on Instagram and ask us any more of your legal fashion questions, but also join the Facebook group and chat about it in there. I know we had a friend sell some clothes in there. They were freaking cute. I wish I could have fit in them. And that's another way that you can have a sustainable wardrobe is doing almost like a clothes swap with your gals. 
Yeah. And for a lot of you guys, if you're not in the Facebook group, I really encourage you to join. Um, I know a lot of you post like, oh, I don't know if this is allowed and we'll like sell your stuff. And like, we're totally okay with you guys selling LSAT stuff or books um, for law school or clothing for law school. So if you want to do that, like go ahead. We have no issue with it. Like go make some money. Um, So yeah, like the Facebook group is a place where I've found that people have just really connected. Like if you have a burning question that you just need like multiple opinions on, that is the place to go. All right, guys. Well, please, please, please stay safe and healthy out there. Be kind to your neighbors, be kind to your fellow law students, and we will talk to you again next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.